This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well. But if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Transcending history and the world, a tale of souls and swords eternally retold. Hello and welcome to this episode, this week's episode of the Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander and Craig WK, and we have a special guest with us today, uh, joining us from Discord, aka Twenty Sided Ninja. Dale. This is Dale. Hi, Dale. Hey, Hi. Dale. Welcome. Happy to be here. Uh, so we're today. If you couldn't tell from the intro, we are talking about Soul Calibur Two. Uh, and as we came up with the idea to do Soul Calibur, the, one of the first things that came to mind was playing i think it was soul caliber four at your house dale and you saying i took an entire college semester of soul caliber it's true i did <laughs> and so i was like well we should probably have him on. <laughs> i mean you majored in it right uh it was a minor oh yeah. okay minor in soul caliber major in uh computer programming <laughs> oh i see yeah thanks oakland <laughs> Cool. So, uh, Soul Calibur, of course, is a fighting game released back in, what was it, 2004, I believe? Right? Early right. 2000s. Well, let's, I had this all information pulled up, and then I just... I mean, Soul Calibur 2, which we're going to focus on today, yeah. was released, uh, let's see... August 27th, if I remember correctly. Oh, we remember Well, in the arcades... Year. Now, arcades was July 5th of 2002. Ah. Yep, and then released on consoles on... Uh, yeah, August 27th, 2003. So I was oh, off nice. by a year. Uh, yeah, it was weirdly enough the third game in the Soul Edge series. Mm-hmm. The first game was Soul Edge, and then you had Soul Calibur, and then Soul Calibur 2. Kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they changed the fighting system enough between Soul Blade and or Soul Edge and Soul Calibur mm-hmm. that it makes sense that they would ditch that name completely. Uh, I remember first playing Soul Calibur in the arcades mm-hmm. and uh, being enamored with the the mix of offense and defense that the game really requires you to have. And then going home to my PS1, buying Soul Blade and finding out that, oh, if you block too much, your weapon just breaks and you die forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Yeah, so they ditched that. And when they ditched that system, they changed names. And then they held on to the, the Soul Calibur system throughout the rest of the series. I gotcha. Now, uh, for for our listeners who are unfamiliar, Xander mentioned it's you know mm-hmm. we're talking about Soul Calibur two. Now, this is a uh, a fighting game series made by Namco, yep. and it's uh, uh, it's kind of three D. You move around a battlefield. You can kind of dodge around attacks and get yeah, behind people a, and stuff. Yeah, so it's a sort of like an arena, but not yeah. not exactly. You're able to to move forward and back and side to side to dodge. Right, and it's also weapon based, yes. unlike a lot right. of other fighters. Yeah. It's every character in there has some sort of unique weapon that informs their fighting style. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's interesting because all the characters have different, you know, swords, and some of them are real swords, you know, you know, like katanas and you know, 
claymores and axes and stuff. And then other ones are like whip swords and like, you know, crazy weird stuff. But uh, the tambourines. Bladed hula hoop. <laughs> and, uh, the they, got, ba- they definitely got a little more eccentric as they went on. Yeah, that's true. But uh, the basic premise is uh, just that, you know, all these warriors are hunting this weapon called Soul Edge, which mm-hmm. is like this weird, crazy, ultra ultra powerful weapon which like changes shape depending on like the person who wields it yeah and some people want to like destroy it some people want it for themselves and yeah it's uh it's pretty standard fighting game fare as far as the plot goes mm-hmm. now, you guys are admittedly more familiar with the original soul caliber over soul caliber 2 though right right that is actually what i majored in gotcha. <laughs> uh, there was a, an arcade cabinet in the uh student center at oakland university and uh, i was there Pretty much any time I wasn't in class, including sometimes when I should have been in class. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I am I am very very familiar with the original Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. I actually bought a Dreamcast exclusively to play it, uh, saving me some quarters in the in the uh, time frame. And then uh, after that, I've just loved the entire series moving forward. Yeah. Was there much? And then now I've I've played the original Soul Calibur, but it was in retrospect after like playing Soul Calibur two and going to friends. I was like, oh, you only have Soul Calibur. Okay, let's play that one. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the the second one. Um, are there very many differences between Soul Calibur one and two? A few different characters added. I mean, there mechanically, I don't think the game was that different, was it? I know there was uh, like the there was like the story slash world tour mode or something like that. Right. There were a bunch of different. Uh, add-ons as far as ways you could play the game, but as far as the core gameplay was concerned, there were some very minute differences as far as like the timing of parries and things like that, but that's all real nitpicky stuff. Yeah. Uh, really, it's just an update of the characters, additional levels being created, mm-hmm. and obviously a brand new soundtrack. Right. We also had uh, guest characters on each of the three different platforms. Oh, yeah, for Soul Calibur 2. Yep. Each uh, system had its own uh, character. Yeah. Yep. Xbox had Spawn. Yep. Nin- Todd McFarlane Spawn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the Nintendo GameCube. 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 Do you have yeah, it right? Yeah, GameCube. The GameCube. Yeah. Had Link from the Legend of Zelda series. Yep. And PlayStation 2 had Hayachi. From yes. uh, from Tekken, yeah, yeah, all three characters on the same level of uh, famousness. Yeah, <laughs> I know that the first thing that pops in my head when I think Link is Hayachi. Yes, and Spawn. Yeah, yeah, Todd McFarlane Spawn. I now, mean, I guess they couldn't have thrown Master Chief in, but maybe maybe like the Arbiter, and then that way, that way, I feel like that was yeah. a character that was around and, and established. Yeah, it probably would have made a little more the sense. Arbiter was, I think, was Halo so, Two, which is two thousand. Two, if I remember correctly, or I could be remember. No, two thousand four. So yeah, it would have oh, okay. been. Yeah, so you wouldn't have had that character. Now, Todd McFarlane uh, not only designed, of course, Spawn, who's in the game. We want. We don't want to. We don't want to talk about Necrid. Why? I was going to say he is in the game. <sighs> I mean, Necrid was the worst. <laughs> I never. Pl- I didn't play as him. I have no idea. He's a fine character. I just he know a, Todd McFarlane designed. Yeah, him. he had a, like an orb that came out of his chest that would like be all the different. He was like Seth from uh, Street Fighter Four. Where, like, he had all the different characters' moves, more or less. Oh, okay. Like, the orb that he had in his hand would transform into whatever weapon he just was borrowing from everybody. I gotcha. I kind of remember that. Right. But unlike Edgemaster, he had everybody's best moves. Right. Whereas Edgemaster would, like, change from character to character between rounds. And if you were playing as Edgemaster, you had to basically look at the weapon he was holding to figure out what gameplay style you had just been dropped into. Oh, yeah. I'm Mitsurugi right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm Shenhua. Uh Now... I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with Spawn. He's fairly popular. He's an American mm-hmm. comic book. But, you know, just in case, he's uh, like a, a really dark brooding superhero, right? I mean, I, I never really read a lot of Spawn. I didn't read a whole lot of Spawn either. Uh, yeah. So I used to work at a comic shop. So I, I know a little bit about okay. Spawn. Uh, he was an American soldier uh-huh. uh, whose entire family was killed by the American government. Oh, Uh after they had murdered him to cover up some like heinous war crimes oh. and so spawn uh, the 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 guy who dies goes to hell makes a deal with satan well that's violator right si- <laughs> yes yes essentially okay. uh, satan gives him a limited amount of power to come back to earth and enact his revenge oh. right and so then eventually he like is fighting against both the american government and the forces of hell, because he obviously doesn't want to go back to hell. Is there even a difference, though? Oh, <laughs> edgelord. 
No, it's I I I had a lot of the Spawn toys when I was younger because they looked really cool. Yeah. But I didn't really read Spawn. I never really read the comics. I just thought the toys were cool. I mean, my plot synopsis there makes Spawn sound way cooler than he is. <laughs> uh, he is besieged by like a fat clown. Uh, who was played by John Leguizamo in the movie? <laughs> That's true. Not a joke. Uh, so, what? Do, if 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 you were like, "Oh, Dale is just talking about Spawn," that sounds cool. No, <laughs> save your time. He's, All right, he's good in Soul Caliber too. Yeah, but that's about it. He fought with like a battle axe, right, or like a mace. Yeah, yeah. it was a battle axe. Yep. Battle axe, or at least in the game, he did. Yeah, right. In the comics, he could just <clears throat> manifest whatever he wanted. So. Yeah. Little OP, kind of like the yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah, except with hell, the Hell Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a Lantern series like that. Probably. I don't know. I, yeah. I, okay, so if we're talking OP, though, let's talk about the fact that the Soul Calibur series has ringouts, and oh, yeah. Link was the master of ringing. Yes, people he was. Out. <laughs> was he? Yep. How did how did that work? Like for Link? Now uh, everyone, so I'm had, sure. So Link played. Uh, I mean, the, so another cool thing with Soul Calibur two, and I think this is carried over from other games, is there's so many different weapons you can get. So you could get like the the fairy sword, the master sword, like all the different swords that he's had, even fighting with a butterfly net. Yeah, that um, was that was one of the things they added actually moving into Soul Calibur two from Soul Calibur was multiple weapons. Yes, yep. the oh. extra weapon system they called it. Yeah. Um. So everybody had their own form of Soul Edge. Uh, except I don't think Link did. I could be mistaken. He had the Master Sword. Instead. Oh yeah, which was yeah. Oh okay. Um, but Link had his upward uh, sword attack, where he like kind of jumps and like holds a sword up, like yeah. in uh, in he had it in Smash Brothers, yeah. and I believe in uh, Legend of Zelda two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his in his down as well, where he just jumped up and would like pounce on you, you know, just like in with a sword, games. sure. But if you did the uh, the up one, it would juggle the characters, and you could just keep juggling them until they fall, fell out of the ring. Oh, that's he also terrible. had a bomb. Yep. That if you threw it anywhere near the other player, it would explode. Sure. Causing them to fly away from it. Mm-hmm. Oh. So on a smaller stage, a single <laughs> bomb just meant you were done. Yeah. So Link was super broken. Yes. Oh yeah. As far as ring outs were concerned, now you oh, could okay. turn off the ability to be rung out, and in that case, Link was totally fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I, did, I was that something added to the second game? I don't remember that being in the first ring outs game. Ring, were in the first well, one. No, I mean being oh. able to turn off. Being oh. able to turn it off was a console exclusive to this, the second game and on. I see. Because yeah, I I had the first game on Dreamcast, which might have been. I don't know if it's where you first played it, Xander, but maybe at the very least you did play it with me a few times yeah, now on the, the Dreamcast. F- I remember the first time I played Soul Calibur 2 specifically was um, Westland Mall had gotten the, gotten the arcade yep. cabinet. I, that and, was the same place I first played it. And our friend Teddy was all about it. Oh, and um, Teddy loved it. Yeah. And there was like, you could bring up your memory card and like save. So I was like, oh, I'm going to, that sounds like totally sweet. I'm totally going to do that. Uh, and I was like, but I don't want to be embarrassed by all these people who are playing Soul Calibur like it's their job. So I'm going to get the console version first and learn how to play a character and then, you know, go back and see if I'm any good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never I don't think I ever went back and played uh, like by the time I got decent at it. Nobody was playing Soul Calibur. Ah, <laughs> that's kind of depressing. But uh, it's also uh, a little bit embarrassing. The character I decided to get good with when I first got home and I started the game. I was like, that guy looks cool. I'm going to try him out. Now, I'm pretty sure I know who your best character is. So who was it that you were embarrassed by? Who do you think it is, Dale? Uh, if I had to think of the most embarrassing player or the most embarrassing character, uh, it would probably be Maxi. Okay. Craig? Now, am I guessing the most embarrassing character? Yeah, you're, you're guessing the character that I decided to play as that's embarrassing. Uh, Voldo. I know you who it. it is. It's Max. Oh, it's, it's Maxi. Maxi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I remember you using him from time to time. I still like him. I think he's a cool character. But yeah, he's it, the nunchuck but, character. Yeah, he's the nunchuck oh, character. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he has nunchucks, doesn't he? Where and, you just hit a button and he just goes. Yep. He just, <laughs> it's fun. Does whatever he wants. <laughs> and then of course the you know everyone's like, oh, you took Maxi Pad. I was like, oh, oh yeah, guys. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Those I mean, jokes. I mained Voldo. Yeah. And maining Voldo he's is... He's weird. He's super weird. He, first off, he's blind, he has blade fingers, and he's friends with rats. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he's like one of the Ninja Turtles? Uh, yeah, ex- if one of the Ninja Turtles was schizophrenic and heard his dead master's <laughs> commands in his mind while he was fighting. I think that was Raphael. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think so, yeah. It might have been in the later movie. It explains why he had so much tood. <laughs> So, for for our listeners who are very unfamiliar with Soul Calibur, uh, go play it. 
yeah, you yeah, probably just should. Worth it. It's fun. Worth. But uh, Voldo is is this real lanky guy who like can he like like it's like he moonwalks the entire t- like he doesn't yeah. go anywhere. He just like constantly has us like strut about him and yeah. he can skitter yep and he can roll himself up into a <laughs> yep. ball not the way you think he would but the other way where he's holding his ankles behind his head yep. and he can you yeah, can't like see me but i'm trying yeah exactly he's like a super malleable weird blade fingered freak <laughs> uh but like when he jumps at you with his blade fingers and then like you cry that's terrifying wraps his self around like your legs it's terrifying <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, his weapons were the uh the punch daggers right? yeah the kind of punch dagger the things that you got with your ninja turtle figures that you would put on the back of their their little belts a little triangle looked like a piece of pizza with a handle yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's more or less what he fought with. And then I think in Soul Calibur 2, everybody had a joke weapon as well. And his was a tambourine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's great. A set of tambourines. Pretty good. Now, which which uh, costume did you prefer with Volta? Did you like his creepy, I'm just wearing straps, or his like elegant, like, Shakespearean? Oh, you gotta go weird straps guy. Yeah. Looking like Mila Jovovich <laughs> from The Fifth Element. Yes. <laughs> Except in dude form with a weird codpiece. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, if you're going to go for the intimidation factor of picking this completely bizarre character that doesn't play like any part of the game elsewise, mm-hmm. you just got to go all in. Yeah. Now, Xander, who is your, because uh, Voldo's who you mained as, yes. your favorite. Now, what was your favorite character then, Xander? I, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. I mean, if you know anything about me, you know I always pick the big dumb character, so I got really good with Astaroth. <laughs> Describe Astaroth for our listeners, Andrew. Astaroth is probably like seven foot tall, just a gigantic dude who fights with a mall mm-hmm. or an axe, depending on which you know version you're playing. Which um, costume you pick. Yeah, which oh, costume. Yeah, yeah. So I think in the in the original, he was like just all naked except for like uh, some underwear and, and like a strap around his chest and his heart is exposed. And, and he's purple. And he's purple. Yes. <laughs> can't forget that. Uh, it has like this weird like kind of shredder mouth guard and like just soulless eyes and he just he looks like a monster i'm not a hundred percent sure but i believe he was created by lizard men yeah i'm not sure but (laughs) i I think that's his lore he had a in soul caliber 2 he had a different costume because i think the original was he's purple as in in the original soul caliber because i I remember he was was purple when he had his like executioner with the rabbit ear kind of costume yeah but i thought his original like i'm just like his introduction might have been flesh was flesh yeah yeah, oh that could be like caucasian flesh color um, but I know he had like the exposed heart uh, kind of deal going. Yeah, that was creepy. I like yeah. that. Yeah, but then you also had Bunny Executioner, where he just like looked. He was purple, had like the the pants, and then like the the hood that like didn't quite cover his mouth, but also had two bunny ears for some reason. Adorable. Yeah. Yeah. But I got real good at uh, catching people with the like his quarter circle back and like I don't remember what button on the GameCube it was a like I played the GameCube version yeah. most. I own all three versions of it just because I was like I need to have all these. <laughs> Um, so just real quick, can I read the the creation of Astaroth? No. Okay. So no. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so Ares, the god of destruction, desired right. Soul Edge to dethrone his father Zeus. So he ordered Kunpatau, the grand priest of the cult order Figel Sestimus, mm-hmm. to seek it out. Sounds right. Astaroth, a golem, was created in hellish heat under the divine protection of Ares to head up the quest. That's the first two sentences of one of the characters' <laughs> lore. It goes on for like, I don't know, eight pages. <laughs> the the lore of, of Soul Calibur, I remember being really ridiculous. Like when I had the first game, there were actually like histories you could like like select in the Dreamcast mode and just read. Just like mm-hmm. sit there and read and like pages and pages yeah. on all of these ridiculous characters, some of which you kinda cared about, others you could not have cared less about. Right, and it was it was really interesting because you'd have characters from all over Europe, and then you'd have some characters from like Japan, but they had just ignored the entire landmass in the middle, like for the fiction. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it was like Maxi was a pirate, and he was like traveling between Europe and Japan, which is kind of hard to do. <laughs> it's not very easy, right? It, were there the, any Were there any American characters? Uh, not until I feel like it was probably they, not until they introduced Rock. And what game was that? Oh, I'm two, not right. I think it might have been two. Who's, I'm not sure. I don't even remember Rock. Rock was like an Astaroth reskin. Yeah, he was like a barbarian looking dude. He yeah. had like a bison uh, uh, mask on his head. He might have even been in the first. No. 
Really? I uh, he, he, was. he also was not in the second. I've got a list of characters. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he, he he's probably three. Because I remember, yeah. like, I loved two and played the crap out of it. Three was PlayStation 2 exclusive, so I never got that. Oh. And then I got four, and four was when they had Yoda and Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I kind of. That's when I started to fall off. And, and then I also. Talk about weird times. <laughs> and I bought, bought five where Ezio from Assassin's Creed was the was the secret character oh, or was yeah. the, the guest character. Well, maybe Rock was related to another one of the characters from the first and second game. Yeah. Because I, I'm pretty sure he was linked to the lore in some way from yeah. the first and second game. But I. Uh, uh, but he was the first American character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, most of the characters were from Europe, and then, like you said, there was, like, Mitsurugi from Japan, and, like, that was it. No Russian characters. No? Okay, I just pulled up Rock. Yeah, I think he was probably in three. Man, he looks so good, though. Got a a rhino horn and, like, a morning star. Yeah, like a giant. That's pretty great. He does not appear as Soul Calibur 2, but the Berserker had a similar move. Berserker. Berserker. That's who was it. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so he appears in, it says he appears in Soul Edge, Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur 3, and Soul Calibur 4. So 2 is, like, the only one he doesn't show up <laughs> Oh, so he was in the first. Yeah. Was Weird. he, like, an alternate and he's British. for someone? He's not American, he's British. British? What? <laughs> it's bananas. He turds all lied to me. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well... Hold on. Does it say anything about the colonies? Because this is also set in like the weird history. Uh, raised in the New World, British Empire, London. Real yes. name: New Nathaniel World. Nathaniel William Adams. New World. New World. Right? It's kind of America. I don't believe it. It's America. <laughs> he's not even six foot tall. But he looks like he likes a hamburger, so he's American to me. Okay, fair enough. Uh. Craig, so you played as uh, I'm uh, Cervantes. I did like Cervantes. I liked him a lot. And I also liked Nightmare. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I pretty much liked most of the villain characters. Yeah, you were always into the really edgy people. Like you were like you always just like the the ones that were just like, I'm like on the I'm from hell and I'm gonna take everyone. Well, I mean, Evil person. Yeah, well there's a pot calling the kettle black, Xander. Your guy was <laughs> a golem made in the pits of hell. Big dumb characters, yeah. But uh, yeah, Nightmare was really, I mean, he like Sanders said, he's real edgy looking. He's like this armored dude with one arm that's all mutated and like crazy looking, and he fights with a great sword. Yeah. And the great sword has an eye in it because it's the soul edge. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare's the winner. He has soul edge. <laughs> he, yeah, it is kind of bizarre that this whole game is like all of these characters trying to get this weapon. And then just you could be the guy who has the weapon already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. He, yeah, he looks awesome. He's, uh, and, and I don't know if it was in, I think he was an alternate outfit for Nightmare in Soul Calibur 2. But in Soul Calibur 1, he was actually a separate character, Siegfried, him, him, right. like Nightmare himself, the, yeah. the human i also liked using him but it was just a clone character so it doesn't matter yeah i think siegfried was an alternate it may have been an alternate costume now i don't I remember. think he was an alternate costume in two because uh, i know there was two he's his own separate oh uh, is he a separate yeah, character that's right yeah two? he is oh I'll be there dead. is a there is an uh an alternate costume for siegfried where he's like shirtless and has that arm or no maybe it's all i don't remember it's been so long <laughs> oh wait no in two he's just nightmare it's in three where he comes there back as being regular Siegfried and Nightmare gotcha. is separated from him. I gotcha. The storyline is confusing in yes. case you haven't been <laughs> able to keep up. It's, it's yeah, it's it's sort of like, well, I, almost, I feel like most fighting games have like needlessly long and complex storylines. Right, but here it actually matters, whereas in most <laughs> fighting games it doesn't matter because here it's like a character might be gone for a game because he's inside another character. Like that's yeah, insane. That mm-hmm. is weird. That is really weird. And then he comes back later because, you know, like. Why not? Now, was Cervantes a ghost pirate in the first game? Uh, in Caliber he was. In the first game, he was a undead pirate. Uh, in the second game, he is a ghost, I think. Yeah, I think he is. Oh, he's just a flat out ghost in Soul Calibur 2? If I'm not so. mistaken. I did like using him. He had like a, a weird. It was almost. It reminded me of like Squall's gun in Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, he had like a sword gun. It was like a, a yeah, blade like a attached pistol, to a flintlock, pistol knife type thing. Yeah, and he fought with uh, the two swords yeah. basically. Yeah, he was he was a lot of fun too. I really liked him. He had his uh, the he had 
his equivalent of uh, M. Bison Psycho Crusher, where he just flew across the screen oh, and like, knocked was, you way up. Yeah, ridiculous. totally legitimately <laughs> fine move. Yep. <laughs> Not cheap at all. You sound salty. In a, in a game about zone control <laughs> and like careful, careful, like defensive positioning, a guy who can just fly across the entire stage mm-hmm. and then throw you 20 meters into the air. Nothing wrong with that. Totally nope. fine. Nah. Totally Ghost fine. powers. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's dead. Mm-hmm. You've kind of technically already won the match. I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> it's just you're not really going to win the match because Cervantes is because he has zone control. Right. Yeah. Another interesting thing about the Soul Calibur series, I think, is that there's like when you think of Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or Tekken, there are your main characters. Yeah. Soul Calibur never seems to quite have that. I do, it changes from game to game. Like I feel like Soul Calibur Two, the main character with air quotes around it, was like the the Sophia Cassandra yeah. thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I remember because that. like that that was the driving story that a lot of other characters' stories tied into. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like is yeah, it it's nightmare? Not, is it? Yeah, I, I I almost feel like Nightmare is kind of the main character because he's, he's always say, the winner. I would say he's, he's always got the, the, the soul ledge. I would say he's kind of the the mascot. Like because even when they they have mm-hmm. like their uh, uh, like the twentieth anniversary or whatever, it's like Nightmare standing there. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's probably the most iconic, but I don't mm-hmm. know that he would be necessarily like the main character. Whereas like Ryu is good. If you don't have a Street Fighter game with Ryu in it, it's not really a street fighter game. yeah that's that's true Ryu what is about definitely, alex what alex. about alex <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think i think we can all agree that the main character for uh street fighter 2 was necrid right wait street fighter 2 <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even in street fighter 2 uh, that you know of <laughs> well, i guess that's true you're not playing <laughs> the new in the super ultra hyper mambo <laughs> tango foxtrot that's true edition now I did want to make sure that we bring up uh, the music. Yes. Uh, the music is is really wonderful. It's really sweeping and epic. It's done by uh, Junichi Nakasuru, uh, who worked on the Soul Calibur series. He worked on Ace Combat series. Uh, he also arranged some themes for uh, Smash Brothers on the Wii U and uh, 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the, what another thing that's interesting about the Soul Calibur series is that it was one of the first games that actually put the title of the song on the screen when you started playing. At least Soul Calibur 2 did. Every time you started a level, it would pop up and, and tell you what the name of the, the track you were listening to. Oh, yeah, play. yeah. I think it might they might have done that in the first one. But, yeah, they did that in the second one. And uh, it was really cool. It was nice to to kind of know what the songs are called and, you know, be able to, to look into it later and stuff. Now, there was Yoshimitsu mm-hmm. in the game. I'm sorry. To, we'll we'll yeah. jump back to the music. But this is I want to ask this before I forget about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshimitsu, who was in Soul Calibur and Tekken, is that the same character? Do we know? Oh, you know, that's a good question, because uh, both are, uh, wait, yeah, because uh, uh, Namco works on Tekken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a good question, because it, I mean, it's a samurai dude with like a, a short katana. Yeah, they both appear very similar. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I didn't really do the research on Yoshimitsu. I wasn't very good with him. He was really yeah. weird. Yeah, it doesn't look like anybody has has a solid answer. Some people just say uh, that it could be an ancestor. Because um, he's also wearing like a Yoshimitsu mask, right? names like Katana after himself. Uh, who knows? That's just a weird, weird connection that I, I noticed that I never, I wasn't sure if it, you guys happen to know. Since no, were, I, you know, I never even really dawned on me to, to think, you know, even think about it, honestly. Yeah. So it looks like, according to the fandom Wikipedia, which I don't know how official it is. Super uh, official. Yeah, Very the, official. The uh, Yoshimitsu is the name of the leader of a specific clan who wields the Yoshimitsu blade. Oh, okay. And that huh. tends to drive that person insane. Of course. Because he was them, a weird character. Causing them to twist into what Yoshimitsu is. Oh, okay. And so Yosh- Yoshimitsu has been a bunch of different people over the entire timeline but they always fight the same look the same sound the same so it appears as though yoshimitsu is immortal Mm. but he's actually been like a bunch of different people and according to this uh he has been seen wielding a second blade in the tekken series that will help him to uh hold on to his sanity uh so it's it sounds like 
the Yoshimitsu blade has been passed through the ages of history. Right. And in doing so, <laughs> has allowed Yoshimitsu to be in the Tekken universe. Okay. Oh. Hmm, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so back to uh, the music. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was there were there any particular tracks that stuck out for you? You know, there's one in particular that I really liked. Uh, I think it's one of the main themes of Soul Calibur 2. It's a Brave Sword, Braver Soul. So good. It's a surprise. Yeah, I love and it. Just and as soon as I hear this, I just immediately think of the uh, the narration. Of the, uh, of the, like, the just introducing, like, just whatever dumb thing, like, these two warriors. <laughs> <laughs> these two warriors will go out for a bite to eat. Wait. I- Driven together <laughs> by fate, they will leave in a carpool. <laughs> <laughs> when the bill comes, who's going to grab for it first? <laughs> Disappreciate the music. Yeah, it's all a bit, it's all very it's very combat oriented, but also just good to listen to. Right? It's bombastic. It's you know, uh, like, like I mentioned before, very sweeping, really epic, almost over the top. Yeah, and they, it really tied in well with the environments of the different stages that you were in. Like you know, you could be fighting on a raft, and it would be a very frantic song. Yeah. Or uh, something like this. This was uh, typically uh, when you were in, like, a castle courtyard, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was uh, this, like, larger-than-life environment around you. Mm -hmm. Man, the soundtrack was so good for this game. (laughs) Yeah, it was was really solid. I mean, it's, you know, I I think that's one of the things that really drives a lot of the the great fighting games out there is also having a really good soundtrack to go along with it you know Mm -hmm. you know you've got like street fighter music which is incredibly iconic and wonderful and stuff and i feel like a lot of the fighting games that are a little less popular maybe a little less iconic don't have those nice soundtracks to back them up i i feel like that's more uh indicative of a game that is highly polished you know, oh so, yeah. So if you if you've already put the love and the care into the gameplay and the character creation, you're going to do the same thing for the environments, for the soundtrack, yeah. for the sound effects, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Yeah, all the I mean, I only ever listened to the voices in Japanese when I played Soul Calibur. It's with the voice acting solid. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you said, the sound effects, like it, it sounds satisfying when you hit somebody. You know, and I mean, let's face it, this is a game series where you're using a giant, you know, axe that's the size of another person and just slamming into somebody over and over again. I mean, it's it would be very easy, I think, to just make it really flat. Like, yeah. bang, 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 you know, like, oh, okay, I hit him a bunch of times. But, you know, all the hits feel kind of rewarding when you, you yeah. know, it, you, know it, they, you get into it. It's the that visceral combat feeling you get from any other really good fighting game. Yeah. Oh. Interestingly enough, slamming into someone with an axe over and over again, there was no blood in this game. Yeah, yeah, no, there's not. And I think that's to its credit because it doesn't make you think like, oh, this is stupid. Why isn't there blood everywhere? Like, you, it's that good of a game that, you know, you're bonking somebody on the head with a giant, you know, maul. Yeah. And you don't even think twice that there's no, you know, <laughs> visceral blood shown. You take the axe, you slam into the stomach, you spin them around a couple times and throw them in the air. And then they stand up like, what's up? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I cracked going. a rib. Right. Yeah. One of my uh, favorite Soul Calibur memories was, yep. uh, and I think it was, it was Soul Calibur Four when that when that came out, um, and that was again one of the first times I found out that you were a huge Soul Calibur fan, and we just played because you could create characters. Oh yeah, and we just chose random creative characters and played for like three hours that night. Yeah. Uh, the creation uh, system in some of the later Soul Calibur games was really, really robust because you could like build in in much the same way that you could in like WWF games. Mm-hmm. You could build like your whole character, not just the appearance, but also things like what voice they used, and oh. which weapon style they used, and so on and so forth. And actually, in Soul Calibur Four, there were weapon styles that were only available in the character creation. There was no main character that they had built that had those weapon styles. Oh. It was really, really interesting. So you might have, like, like if there's no character in the game with a quarter staff, for example, you might have that in the character creation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, Keelik, didn't he use a quarter staff? Yeah, Keelik was the, the Oh, I remember Keelik. Yeah, he was pretty cool. What other characters do you remember? 
Remember? Yeah. Lizard That's, Man. Yep. I really like I'm Lizard Man. Not surprised. What's his first name? <laughs> I have no idea. It's Lizard Man. What's his last name? <laughs> Lizard Man? What's his occupation? <laughs> Lizard Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Date of birth. Lizard Man. <laughs> the Lizard Man month of the Lizard Man year. The Lizard Man day. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, I, Mitsurugi, I mm-hmm. remember. I used him in the, the first game of Fought Ed. with a katana. Yeah, fought with a katana. Uh, Lizard Man fought with a sword and shield. Yep. Yep. I... Uh, there was uh oh what was her name like Sung Mina she fought with yep. like a spear yep yep yeah she was pretty cool I uh, trying to think of all the other there's a bunch of characters the ca- the the roster is huge yeah there's Berserker like we mentioned and then eventually Rock I mm-hmm. uh, mentioned Voldo Voldo Cervantes Astaroth mm-hmm. uh, we mentioned you mentioned them. someone's weapon before but you've not yet mentioned their name what was the weapon Whip Sword. Oh, Ivy. Yeah. Yeah, Ivy fought with like a, it was like a, a, it looked like a short sword, but she would like extend it and it was like these weird, like, I mean, it didn't make sense, but it was snake like a sword. Yeah, snake <laughs> sword thing. It, it like turned into a metal whip, basically. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other characters that spring to my mind that weren't, you know, like kind of weird exclusives or something. There were a couple with like uh, Chinese names that I can't remember now. Like Xinhua? Xinhua, yes. That's what I was oh, thinking. Oh, yeah. Did she fight with a short sword? Is that like a rapier almost? Yeah. Uh, it was a Chinese sword. Yeah. I don't remember what that sword is called. Shoot. I actually also really liked Raphael in Soul Calibur 2, who was the Frenchman. Fencer, right? Yeah, Fencer. Oh, yeah. I, I remember you and I think our buddy Sean, Sean yeah, played, Sean played him, with yeah. him a lot, which is kind of a dark... <laughs> Dark mark on his name. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Sean must be rolling over in his grip. Uh, sorry, wish. Sean. Uh, <laughs> anywho, I. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I. Oh, that was the other thing that was cheap about Cervantes. He's he's in a a fighting game where all these people are like katana nunchuck. This guy had a gun. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he didn't mess around. Yeah, that was the weird thing about uh, Ezio in Soul Calibur Five is he had a, a hidden gun. Or you just like turn and like shoot, and it would take off like a quarter of your health. Jeez, seems fair. What was, what was uh, it, uh, the game? I I used to get this game confused with um, was the game on uh, PlayStation Bushido Blade because oh, you fought yeah. with weapons. <laughs> Bushido Blade, very good, awesome game, much more realistic. Yeah, so much more real. Now we won't because wasn't there a character with a gun in Bushido Blade Two? In Two, I think there was. It was like a boss character. Yeah, you can unlock him, I think. But yeah, I. Uh, just as an aside, Bushido Blade is like Soul Calibur. It was a square, uh, Squaresoft game. Squaresoft game, ultra realistic. Like, if you hit someone's leg, that leg doesn't work anymore. Yep. Like, I, if I'm not mistaken, it might have even been for the rest of the game. Like, if your <laughs> leg was crippled, you couldn't keep using that leg for the rest of the game. That, I might be over-exaggerating a bit. It might, your leg might fix itself after every yeah. battle or something. But, uh, yeah, it was, I, I feel like we should chat about that game at a later yeah, time because we'll, I, I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, real quick, like two minute matches, <laughs> and, and with a minute of a minute thirty of uh, loading time, and then thirty seconds actual matches. Right. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, some battles were seconds. Others would take forever because you'd cripple each other, and you'd be on different sides of the map. You'd be rolling around on the ground to get to each other <laughs> and finish the job. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Soul Calibur. Uh, I remember playing a lot with you. Uh, mm-hmm. The second game. Uh, I didn't really play the third. I never owned it, and you said you didn't own it. Yeah, I played it at a friend's house once or twice, and that was like we said before, Razor Hula Hoops. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, a dude who fought with like a portal or something like that. I don't remember. Weird. It has been so long since I have played most of these games that they all just kind of blend together in my mm-hmm. mind. So, like, Razor Hula Hoop. Yeah, that's Tira. Like, here's how you do her moves. It's all in my brain, but I don't remember which <laughs> disc I have to put in to get there. Right. <laughs> uh, I think one and two are like that for me. Because I, I played one a lot on Dreamcast. I uh, bought it on a whim. It was like Christmas, and I was just like, this game looks cool. Ended up picking it up, and, uh, uh, and then... Eventually, you got the second Soul Calibur game, mm-hmm. and we played that a lot. Did anybody ever play with Hayachi? Hayachi? Yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Nobody. Because he fought with fists. He doesn't even have a weapon. Yeah. Like, why would you put him in Soul Calibur? It's like bringing fists to a knife fight. <laughs> I'll fight that guy. You give yeah. me a sword, I'll take that guy with uh, with no sword. The PS2, the PS2 version was the last one I bought because I found it on clearance somewhere. I was like, I don't have this one yet. I'll grab it. Oh, I have clearance. You might as well. 
I uh, it wasn't it wasn't in the second game, but I remember in the first uh, Soul Calibur with Mitsurugi, the guy with the katana. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like this really cheap method I found out in order to like like end the battles really quick. It was like the enemies wouldn't know enough to block it. And it might have just been because I wasn't on the highest difficulty or whatever, but I would go through the game at, at a, after a while with Mitsurugi and just like like I would never get touched. I would yeah. just like slap him in the face with a sword and they'd just be so flabbergasted by it. They were just like, what? And so when Xander got Soul Calibur 2 and he was like, yeah, I'm really good. I was just like, oh. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do my cheap trick. I'll show him. And then Astroth just racked out Mitsurugi across the field. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to do that. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things about uh, the entire series. Actually, is how the counterplay between the characters really, really matters. Like, you can take a character like Maxi, who's wheeling nunchucks, mm-hmm. very, very short range, and still. There's moves that will get you in really close to an Astaroth or to a Nightmare who has that long range because they're slower. And so the game really balanced all of that very, very well when it comes to those fighting styles being able to interact with one another uh, in meaningful ways. Yeah, I felt like the the game was always really bounced. I never felt like, like even when Xander was getting really good and owned the game and I was just like, oh, play as Nightmare and like I wasn't doing quite as good. I never felt like the game was unfair. Like I never felt like it was broken. And then when I wanted to win, I would play as Cervantes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So a couple other characters that that we didn't name. Oh, yeah. Who did we miss? Were Sophitia or Sophitia? Yeah, one or the other. Uh, Taki. Oh, Taki. I remember Taki her. Taki fought with uh, dual daggers. Uh, yeah, Taki was, that was the ninja yep. girl. Oh, and she didn't fight with Tanfas? No, that you're, uh, that's Talum. Oh, Talum. Yes, Talum. The there wind, we go. The wind character. Yeah. So when Soul Calibur 2 came out, uh, the girl I was dating at the time, I was like, this game is like brand new. I've never played it before. I know you don't like fighting games, but I've never played this. Let's learn to play this game together. And she actually got really into it, and she always played as Talum, and it was obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> Is she that why the relationship she, she didn't got work? <laughs> really good after a while, but I, and and so my answer was to play as Astaroth, and I would just destroy her when she was. <laughs> <laughs> and so then she kind of stopped playing, but. <laughs> and uh, that's how the relationship ended. <laughs> yep, more or less. Uh, Yun Sung, uh, oh, who is styles yeah. derived from Huang. Or Huang. Oh, or Huang. oh, yeah, Huang from the fir- from yeah, original with, uh, Falchian. Yeah, Falchian. Yeah. He was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Yeah, so other than that, we've got it, pretty much everybody else. Astaroth, Cervantes, Ivy, Keelik, Maxi, Mitsurugi, Nightmares, Sungmina, Sophia, Taki, Voldo, Zhanghua. Cassandra was another character, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, I don't uh, know if we named maybe her. Maybe she was in the... She was in this one. I don't think oh. she was in this one, because uh, Cassandra in... and Sophia are, are, like, sisters. Yeah, yeah that's she was right. she Sophia's story, but I don't think yeah. she was playable. Yeah, I think she was in the first game, but Oh, no, not... she was. Oh, was she, she was. in the second game? Yeah, Sword and oh. Shield. Yep. Along with Raphael, who used the rapier. Yep. Uh, but we all know who the real king of Sword and Shield is. Lizard Man. Lizard, Lizard Man. Man. Occupation Lizard Man. First name, <laughs> Lizard Man. <laughs> All right, so I think, uh, do you guys have any other spots on uh, or thoughts on uh, Soul Calibur before we move on? Well, the only thing I want to talk about with Soul Calibur is that it has warped, because Soul Calibur only has four buttons, right? There's a guard, there's a horizontal, a vertical, and a kick button. Mm-hmm. And so it has warped the way that I play all fighting games since then. And then I, <laughs> I make like a weird claw with my four fingers, including my thumb, where the guard button is, mm-hmm. X on a PlayStation controller. Yeah. And that's how I play fighting games now. Because you had to have multiple different combinations, sometimes across the gamepad. Mm-hmm. And so it has just completely ruined me for most other fighting <laughs> games. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Uh, anything else from you, Craig? You know, I, I think for our listeners who haven't really given Soul Calibur uh, a try, I, I definitely recommend it. I really liked it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I can't speak for the newest Soul Calibur games, you know, the the newer ones on the market. But, uh, you know, if you if you have a Dreamcast, if you've got a, you know, PlayStation 2, Xbox or uh, uh, GameCube, you know, definitely look into uh, uh, Soul Calibur 2 or, or even the first Soul Calibur. Absolutely. Now, can you recommend it enough, though? I can't recommend it enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I can't. Uh, cool. So then that will lead us into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. 
Being the guest, we uh, we gave you the option to pick, and you grabbed out the black SNES case. Like we're doing a fighting game, is this okay to do another one? And the answer is, it's Killer Instinct always. I oh, think it's yeah. on theme, right? <laughs> uh, so this was uh, released for the SNES back in '95, I think. I'm just going off memory here. It could be '94. Might have been '94. I think it's '94. Actually, I'll double check while we you keep do you that. In. Um, but this was actually when I have, get asked the question, what was the first album that I bought? I always have to say Killer Instinct because <laughs> it came with the game. It was the first CD that I owned was the Killer Cuts soundtrack. Awesome soundtrack. I actually really? recently got Killer Cuts on vinyl. That's that's oh. on my wish list. Oh, it's, it's good. Yeah, nice. Um, but I remember my neighbors bought this game and uh, <laughs> Craig's having some technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to look up this date later or um, never. <laughs> So yeah, I had uh, some neighbors who were like three or four years old when I were, I, I were, I was, uh-huh. uh, who were really into Mortal Kombat. And when this game came out, they're like, "Oh, this is our, this is our game." And I would go over there and play it through all hours of the night. And uh, you know, I was like nine years old, presumably at the time. Uh, so the fact that uh, B Orchid was a very chesty character, I was like, "All right, hey <laughs> And one you, of her one of her finishing moves is just straight up she flashes the other character eyeballs pop out and then you fall over and I was like this is awesome this is what video games are <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that their 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 target demographic just really struck home with Xander when mm-hmm. they're like when they were making the game they were like all right we need a really cute girl in here with all these other monsters because we need we know that sex sells mm-hmm. and they were right. Look, they nailed it for that 13-year-old demographic. <laughs> Characters in this game include chesty female, skeleton guy with sword and shield, yeah. and headband, a werewolf, mm-hmm. a guy made of fire. Guy made of ice. Got, yeah, you gotta have that, right? <laughs> boxer. A, ro- a robot. A robot, yep. A yep. regular boxer. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm leaving out the velociraptor. the One of the best characters. Uh, and of course, Native American guy. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. You got to have the uh, the token Native American guy in a fighting game, right? Yeah. yeah. And and who was the the boss again? Uh, Idol. Yeah. Uh, what did he look like? Uh, he was a two headed cyclops. So he had the regular number of eyes for a character. Right. <laughs> he was a cyclops, but the wrong number of heads. <laughs> right. He also had uh, goat hooves. Yep. Goat hooves and a and a like a morning star mace. Yeah. He was a satyr Etten. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, Killer Instinct was released in arcades October 28th, 1994, and released on the SNES on August 30th, 1995. Oh, 95. So, I right. was right on both counts. Good for you, Xander. I'm impressed. I know. I am impressive. <laughs> um, but this game, was, as far as fighting games go, introduced a mechanic that not too many other have used, um, but has just been co- become kind of a meme on the internet of the combo breaker. <laughs> combo breaker. Because this game was so one of the first games that was so heavily focused on just executing combos to do most of your damage that at a certain point you just had to do an input and hope that you got it right so that you would break out of their, their combo. Because mm-hmm. some of them, like, you got a, a 20 hit just by button mashing at just, one point. Yeah, just hope and buttons <laughs> and 20 hit combo to end the game. Yeah. Now, did you, did you take a semester of... Uh, or a grade, I guess, of uh, Killer Instinct uh, I, when you were younger? I did not. I did own this on the Super Nintendo when I was a, uh, a wee lad. And, oh, nice. Uh, I remember holding on to the issue of Nintendo Power that had all the different moves in it, mm-hmm. obviously pre-internet, and I would hoard that and not show it to my younger brother <laughs> uh, so that way I could just destroy him. Oh, that's so mean. But the, the interesting thing about this game is the way that it buffers your commands, I could, like, put in the command when I, when I was younger and knew all of them for like a 64 hit combo mm-hmm. and then just set the controller down yeah and we would just watch it happen <laughs> wow I didn't realize that's sort of how the game worked yep. I never really played killer instinct that much I uh, I knew the soundtrack I think through you Xander because mm-hmm. you just brought the CD over or we would listen to it in your car yeah but I never really played it when I was younger I never played the arcade I never owned it uh, I only played it like in hindsight like later but uh, but for being some you know somebody who's kind of you know from the outside looking in, it was pretty fun. It's it's a it's it's a solid fighting game. It's the the you know mechanics and controls seem pretty tight. Yeah, you know it doesn't seem sloppy or messy or anything. I was really concerned as we went to play this one that the controls would be 
like not as tight as I remember. Mm-hmm. And for like characters like Cinder, who I played all the time when I was younger, it held up actually really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever get into Killer Instinct Two slash Gold? No, that was on the sixty four, right? Yeah, that was on sixty four. Once again, never really played it. They uh, got rid of it. Cinder for some reason, which oh. just ruined it for me. And I think they also got rid of Riptor. No, yeah. They just they did a lot of things to make people upset, but they added Tusk, who was a giant caveman with a giant sword, or I guess he was a Viking. It's hard Viking to tell. Dude. Oh, okay. Um, and then there was I can't remember their names now. There was a Amazonian girl who fought with like two daggers, okay. and then like a Chinese girl who fought with uh, nunchucks. And I don't remember if, if Orkin made it back or not. So more humans, more humans, less, less velociraptors, less velociraptors, Lame. and, and firemen. Yeah, I can't get behind that. No. But they they improved the look on some of the characters. Uh, TJ Combo lost an eye. I remember that. Hmm. Um, BA. Yep. Uh, Jago, of course, always always looked cool. Just yeah. your, your ninja dude, right? Ninja dude. Glacius had like this really cool. Like his arms were different colors and like looked more alien. Like he like he lost the kind of like uh, icicle tooth kind of look he had in the first game. I always assumed that was an ice beard. I yeah. was, I always looked at the, like it was like scary giant teeth, <laughs> but I guess ice beard makes a little more sense. Yeah, I definitely thought <laughs> ice beard. All right, well, <laughs> sorry to spoil your childhood like that. <sighs> yeah, it was uh, interesting in that. <laughs> interesting in that the combo system was like so heavily done, but there were only a couple moves that could get you into them. You know? Yeah, it was. Uh, Definitely a, a prototype for other games to come. Yeah. Also, uh, done by Rare. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's We didn't even bring that up. Yeah, Rare. I kept meaning, like, as you were saying, so I, like, I got to mention this brought up by Rare. and Because that was one of the main reasons I wanted to get the game was because it was by the same company who did Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. And had that same graphical style, which now when we look back, it's like it's kind of hard to tell exactly what some things are. But uh, Like icicle teeth beards? Like icicle teeth beards. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, at the time, it looked incredible. Oh, yeah. And I think the graphics still, I mean, even like Donkey Kong Country, I think they still look pretty good. Yeah. You know, and nothing about that game made me think like, oh, this looks like crap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it still looks fine. And at the time, it was really revolutionary. You know, Rare, of course, went on to make, you know, GoldenEye 007, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo-Kazooie, bunch of games on the Xbox that don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, it's it's pretty crazy that I... I you know, I, what, what I always thought was kind of weird is, you know, you have Rare and they make all these like platformers, you know, about Donkey Kong. And they're like, what are we going to make next? And somebody's like, a fighting game. And they're like, what? We're not gonna just going to do another platform? No, that's stupid. We're doing a fighting game. And then and they're going to have dinosaurs in. <laughs> dinosaurs and skeletons. And they did it. And it was good. Yeah. And like, it was good. <laughs> the thing I have to look up is mm-hmm. Primal Rage. Primal Rage, just the dinosaurs game? Dinosaurs and like great apes and stuff. I think it, I'm trying to see if it predates. uh, Yeah, it technically predates it by a couple months. Oh, it predates Killer Instinct? Yeah. Primal Rage 1994. Primal Rage was not a good game. No, (laughs) no. It might have been decent at the time. I don't remember. But when I went back to play it. It was not. Yeah, it's it's rough. The controls were very sloppy. Yeah. Real bad. It looked like claymation. Yeah. That's all I remember. I I really wanted to get it. You know, I really wanted to be into it because I loved dinosaurs when I was a kid and still do. And, (laughs) uh, but yeah, no, I I never really got around to playing it. I think I might have rented it and was like, ugh, hold off on this one. Yeah. Yeah. You you made the wise choice. I I think so. Uh, So the last question that remains on Killer Instinct is on the 8 bit scale, what would you give it? I'm torn between a 6 and a 7. Yeah, I it's it's I feel like it's a really good fighting game. I, I think at the time it was really solid. I'm going to give it a six just because it's, you know, it's not my style of fighting game. Like, I think yeah. it's a good game, but I don't think it's the fighting game for me. For me, it's like Street Fighter, you know? Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, I remember breaking a Super Nintendo controller over this game because I'd get so frustrated at not <laughs> being able to beat idle that I would throw my controller straight on the ground. Oh, it broke. Uh, it just, I mean, it, it didn't like break into pieces or anything. <laughs> you didn't shatter but, it. But enough of that's going to need yeah. a new controller. <laughs> yeah, you're going to. I had a, like a knockoff, like cheap plastic one that was like see through and it had all the turbo buttons and stuff, and that oh, would crack in multiple places. Oh. Uh, how about you, Dale? What do you, on, a, on an 8 bit scale, what do you give this game? Man, uh, you know, I, I also am torn between a 6 and a 7. 
And I feel like when we were playing, uh, Xander had this thing where he was like, we've got to see some of the finishing moves. Uh We can't stop playing until we see some of the finishing moves. And I didn't even know, having not played this, you know, in 20 some years, Mm -hmm. that there were humiliation moves in this game. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like having not known that, that there's this game that I owned and there's still hidden stuff. I kind of want to put it on the seven scale. Like there's there was a lot of care mm-hmm. put into the game. There's a lot like the death animations and stuff like that were all over the place as far as like the variety of the game. I I kind of feel like it's it, it if this were a sixteen bit scale, it'd be getting a fifteen, <laughs> but it's not. So I, I I think it's a seven. I think it's a. You're gonna fair. give it a seven? That's fair. I mean the sound the sound effects I didn't even mention are oh, yeah. are great. Combo. <laughs> but I I think my favorite is just like Saberwolf. Yeah. When Saberwolf is getting a beating, it sounds like a dog <laughs> just getting drugged into the street and like beaten him. It's like oh wow that did that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It sounds kind of real. Yeah. I felt bad for him. And it's like stock dog sound effects because I've heard, I, like when you get, when he gets hit sometimes he goes. <laughs> Which I've heard in other movies. <laughs> and I always think, oh, Saber Wolf. Oh, what is it? Frank Welker? Yeah, could have been. Uh, so, yeah, so that's uh, that's it for. Wait, where, where's uh-huh. your score? Oh, yeah. I said, I said six. I oh, six. six. Oh, okay. Green yeah. six. Okay. I'd say it's a high six. Yeah, yeah. Same here. But again, I, I think the fact that, like, um, I'm more of a Street Fighter guy than I am Killer Instinct. Even the yeah. new one's a little intimidating just because I know it's so combo heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what brings it down for me, but that's that's entirely uh, personal preference and nothing against the the creation of the game or yeah. the quality of it. I guess it's just more my own uh, mm-hmm. thoughts on that. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for Killer Instinct and Retro Relapse. We have one last section to drop uh, jump onto before we sign off, and that is our RPG protagonist battle. Ah, yes. Who do we have this time? Uh, so we are now up to uh, Alex. <clears throat> from uh, Lunar Silver Star Story. Okay. And the underdog. The underdog of all underdogs. Yeah? Turnip. Oh. From Chrono Cross. <laughs> Turnip, from, uh, Turnip from Chrono Cross versus Alex from Lunar. Yeah, I feel like this is really uh, just a bad thing for him to be up against. <laughs> well, maybe. I tell you what's in Then again, he won against uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. That's impressive. Yeah, but Sora's just a collection of angst and belts and zippers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And big shoes. Big floppy clown shoes. Yeah. So I mean, Alex eventually became a dragon master. Which is pretty dope. Turnip is just a turnip that talks and fights with a sword. I've never played Lunar, <laughs> so I know where my vote's going. <laughs> I would argue that Alex is just the human version of Turnip. He picks up a sword, he fights, and he talks. He does turnip, all the things that turnip, turnip does. Turnip actually fought more dragons. There were like oh. eight dragon bosses in Chrono Cross. You're there right. Were only four in, in Lunar. Oh my god. Turnip's a better dragon master than Alex. <laughs> on, on the dragon count, that turnip is winning. <laughs> yep. So I uh, Yeah, throw throw in your votes, yep. you know, and go to uh, Facebook page. Yeah, yep. Yep. We have our, our, our group Legend of Retro. It's a closed group. We do that to keep out all the robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but send us an invite and we'll let you in and then you can start voting on these and uh, try to influence the show as well so oh and uh, don't forget the winner of the whole tournament gets a oh, character yeah. uh, introspective episode devoted to them that's true so if you want to hear more about turnip please and <laughs> make a whole us episode a whole turnip? turnip episode if he wins huh <laughs> <laughs> so you can even think of, of less of like Ah, uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna get this character out of you. You can just be like, no, we need to <laughs> see Craig and Xander come up with an entire at least you know half hour episode of Turnup. We could pull forty five on Turnup. I'm sure we could. <laughs> he's a Turnup, guys. Yeah, I'll just and he's up, currently winning. I'll pull up the uh, the script from Chrono Cross and we'll just read all his lines, <laughs> all seven of them. <laughs> Sounds like putting the podcast on hard mode. Yeah, <laughs> we can do it. All right, so yep, so hop on to the Facebook group and you can vote. We'll put that up uh, the same day this episode airs, and uh, you can vote between Alex, the Dragon Master, quote unquote, and turn up the real Dragon Master, the real Dragon Master. Uh, but that's gonna do it for this episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. Uh, that's all I've got. I think. Yeah, we'll uh, see. I think that's it. Yeah, so bye, long. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Dale, thanks, thanks for, for oh, yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming on, here, Dale. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to have real you. Real treat. Yeah, good times.
You know, you sound slightly sarcastic when you say it's a real treat. That's just my regular voice. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I'm sorry that I, I sound so it, sarcastic. It felt very natural having you here that I didn't even think to say like, "Oh, this is our guest," and then get out of here. Like, it just it was good times. Very yeah, good. That's all fun. worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we roped you in for like six hours that night. I was so tired that that's true, and we didn't even talk about Earthbound. <laughs> so sad. At least we brought you here for a specific game and you got to talk about it. Yeah, that was yeah. neat. That's, was that's, uh, we didn't like to have you derail there. and uh, go into some crazy stuff otherwise. But so, then you would eventually have to become this co-host and so it's... Yeah, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I work retail. All right. So again, thanks Dale for coming and uh, talking to us about uh, Soul Calibur and uh, that'll do it for this episode. We will see you next time when the legend continues.